welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. I'm always reminded in the 16th chapter of Acts, where only two people, Paul and Silas, praise the name of the Lord. And because those two people prayed, the whole jail cell got free. So when the whole church prays and worships God, look out! Look out! Lord, my, 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 yes, Lord, we do honor the spirit of the Lord that is alive and doing well in this house today, yes, mm. thank you, thank you. Yes, I like being amongst worshipers. I like giving God all the praise that God deserves. Yes, Lord. Giving glory to God the Father, my creator. Giving glory to God the Son, my creator. Giving glory to God the Holy Spirit, my sustainer. I need to tell you, I feel good this morning. Oh, yeah, I feel good this morning. Mm. Good morning, Redeemer. Good morning. I need to tell you, just looking at your smiling faces behind the mask, that's just joy to my soul. If anybody's looking for a church, I've got to recommend the best church that I know. That is. The Church of the Redeemer Baptist. It's, it's truly my honor to stand before you this morning. And I'd like to thank Pastor Smith for the privilege for God to be able to use me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. also want to thank my lovely wife. Amen, 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 amen. I don't know if you've ever had to stand on this side and look out at people, but it creates a spirit of anxiety. And you know God is walking with you, but the anxiety is still there. But my wife said something this morning that was so funny that it caused me to laugh. <laughs> and it broke my anxiety and allowed me to relax. I tell you, I thank God for it. I really do. I really do. All right. Let's get to this word. Let's, let's, let's get to this word. Uh, can you meet me in the book of Philippians? The book of Philippians. 
we'll be at Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. Now, the lectionary says chapter 4, verse 4 to 7, but just for the sake of time, I'm just going to work with verse number 4. Is that all right? All right. Philippians, I know you're probably there by now. That's, that's the New Testament. Amen. Amen. That's all right. I hear some pages. I love that when I hear pages. Yes. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. All right. Y'all ready? Okay. You'll find these words or similar words, depending on your translation. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. My title, topic, focus is uh, I choose joy. I choose joy. My, my subtitle, I choose to rejoice. Let us, let us pray. Father, it's once more we come to the preaching hour. Lord, we pray, God, for your spirit just to fall fresh on me today. God, I need your anointing and I need your power. Lord, I need you to walk with me today. God, talk with me today. God, bless your people today. But most importantly, God, have your way today. In Jesus' matchless, marvelous, magnificent, and mighty name, all of God's people said amen. Amen, amen. So here we are in the third Sunday of Advent. You know, Ad Advent is actually the beginning of the Christian calendar. And Advent is a season of four Sundays that are designed to prepare our hearts and our minds for the soon coming King, King Jesus. Each of these four weeks, they have a particular focus for our preparation. For example, week number one, our focus was hope. Last week, our focus was on peace. And this week, the third week, our focus is on joy. Somebody else say amen. This, this word joy, man, you'll see it on Christmas cards. You'll see it on people's yards. You'll see it everywhere. Joy. Uh, one of the Christmas carols that we sing during this time of the year is joy to the world. For the Savior is born. This, this, this word joy, it's associated with the nativity scene. For in Luke's gospel, Luke says, for behold, I bring you good news and I bring you great joy to all of the people. But, but. If we are honest this morning, having joy through difficult times can be downright challenging. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but this last year and a half has, has really, really been a struggle to have joy and to rejoice. Somebody know what I'm talking about. For example, during, during this, this time of year, we could be missing or experiencing missing our loved ones. And that makes it very difficult 
to have joy. Then, then, then there's the COVID-19. I don't, I don't know about you, but it's not going anywhere. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. There's a new strain that they're talking about. In other words, it creates more anxiety, more fear, more despair, and depression. It's difficult to have joy. And lastly, lastly, I'm going to make this one personal. This, this is really starting to get to me. I mean, it's, it's really, really starting to bother me. That here in the city of brotherly love, that we have, as African Americans devalue the life of our brothers and our sisters. It's, 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 it's difficult to have joy when the number of murders are 524 plus. There's 365 days in a year. That's a problem. I can see our ancestors. We didn't march for this. We didn't stand in picket lines for us to kill each other and not have no value for life. It's difficult to have joy. This, this, this morning, we come to the preaching moment with just a few questions. Questions like, is it really possible to rejoice always? Is it a reality to be able to obtain joy in this troubling world. Preacher, preacher, am I supposed to deny the reality of the pain that is real in my heart? Y'all ask some good questions. Let us take a look at the text this morning. In our text this morning, we see that the Apostle Paul knew something about experiencing some of the harsh realities of life difficulties, but to still be able to have joy in the process. You see, in our text, the Apostle Paul is in a difficult situation. In fact, he's writing this letter from a prison cell. He's been in jail for over two years on some trumped up charges. And he's possibly waiting his execution. There's uncertainty about what's going to happen to Paul. And then on top of that, the fellow preachers are talking about him bad. Y'all got to read the book. Paul, scholars say, Paul begins to grab a pen. And in spite of his circumstances, Paul begins to write while he's in chains. A letter of joy. In other words, this letter is only four chapters. I would encourage you to read the whole letter. But it could be summed up in what we just read. Rejoice. Again, I say, rejoice. Yet out of all the darkness and uncertainty, Paul still is able to give this jubilant refrain. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. You know, I've been living a little while on this earth. And I know one thing for certain. 
And two things for sure. We will have trials and tribulations. But we must always choose to have joy. You see, when we choose to have joy, then and only then can we rejoice through the difficulties of life. Paul is saying in this letter, I choose joy. And because I choose joy, I can rejoice. First point this morning. Paul lets us know that Paul chooses joy. And as Paul is writing this letter, Paul is also teaching us that there is a difference between happiness and joy. You see, happiness Something has to happen. Happiness depends on external circumstances. Ah, uh, but notice, if you will, joy is the ability to experience peace and contentment day in and day out, regardless of circumstances. You see, joy is not a thing. Joy is something that's inside of us. It is eternal. Now you may be sitting there this morning, you may say, well, hey, what is or why is it so important for a believer to know the difference between happiness and joy? May y'all ask some good questions. You see, sometimes the thing that you hope would happen will not happen. Sometimes the ones that you're counting on will let you down. Sometimes the situation you're hoping and praying for just won't come about. Guess what? That's called life. Don't miss this. You can be unhappy but still have joy. Yo, the old saints would say it this way. Because it's the joy that I have that the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. Because I choose to have joy. Paul, Paul not only chooses to have joy, but Paul lets us know that you and I are commanded to choose joy. I know I'm right about it. My second point. First, Paul chooses joy. Second, you and I are commanded to choose joy. Text, text raises the relevant question. Text says, how can I choose to have joy in the midst of my circumstances? Let me break it down like the young folk would say. Real talk, preacher. <laughs> Real talk. You don't know the hell that I'm going through. 
real, I mean, real talk, preacher. This hurt and pain and sorrow that I feel, it ain't imaginary. It's real. You want me to say have joy. Uh, how, 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 how do I do that? How, how do I do that? First thing you need to know, to choose to have joy will deliberately go against how you feel. Yes. It's not a feeling that you choose to have joy. You say, hey, preacher, that's sound, real churchy. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> how can I have joy in the midst? Man, y'all asking some good questions today. We need to recognize that what Paul is commanding us to do here is not just a cheerful disposition. In other words, suck it up, stick your chest out, and put a smile on your face. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that in order to have joy and to be able to rejoice in the midst of your troubling situations, that it's a supernatural thing. It's a supernatural power that is required. You see, the answer is right here in the text. And I hope you didn't close your Bible. The answer is in the Lord. If you read too fast, you'll miss it. Text says, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord. Where my Bible readers at? In him, we live, we move, and we have our beings. In the Lord. You see, so many times. We try to find joy in a person, in a place, in a thing. But you can only have joy in the Lord. Now, you probably say, what do that look like? Boy, y'all make me work this morning. My God, y'all make me work this morning. What do it look like? In the Lord is when we take our circumstances, our situations, and we surrender and we put it in his hands. We put it in the Lord. And when we put it in God's hand, something happens. Let me give you a little theology before I take my seat. The Bible frequently uses a technique called anthropomorphism. You like that, don't you? I'm paying these student loans, so I got to use these big words. Ah, let me give, me give it to you in English. All it means is there are times 
that the gospel and the Bible will use human characteristics such as the eyes of God, the feet of God. But I want you to know about the hand of God. Yeah. When you put it in the hand of God, man, and you surrender and leave that thing there, you can have joy in the midst of your situation. I don't know if you can picture Paul's situation. Paul is in chains. In jail. People talking about him bad. Paul's able to say rejoice. Rejoice. And all through this letter is a message of joy. Paul knew about surrendering his situation in the hand of almighty God. That allowed him to have joy. Can I tell you what happens when you put it in God's hand? Boy, you can say, this joy I have. You can sing, joy today is mine. I skipped the first verse, victory. Yeah, joy today is mine. When you put it in God's hand, you can mourn and have joy. At the same time, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody crying and tell you everything is going to be all right. Joy. I don't know if you've got the testimony. In spite of it all, I still have joy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Paul said. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Now, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Paul repeats the command twice. I hope you ain't close your Bible. Not only that, when Paul ends the letter, Paul says, finally, my brother, rejoice. What am I trying to tell you? In other words, when Paul repeats the command, Paul is simply saying, just in case you didn't hear me the first time, again, I'm going to tell you to rejoice. You see, we're commanded to rejoice. You see, when we go through tough trials, choose joy. When we're treated unfairly, choose joy. When we're disappointed by people or circumstances, choose joy. When we feel the water rising, as we're sinking, choose joy. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The Bible says, count it all joy. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Somebody's probably saying, look here, preacher. I know the Ten Commandments. I don't remember that being in the commandments. I understand. I understand. 
But you know what? It's such a vital commandment that it's an everyday commandment. That sometimes some of us miss the commandment. The commandment is so vital that it's often part of our invocation during service just to remind you of the commandment. Now you're looking at me funny. All right, here, here, here is the commandment. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Joy doesn't simply happen to us. We must choose joy. We must choose to keep having joy every day. This joy that I have, it doesn't run out. It's a continuing joy every day that the Lord has made. I will, I choose to have joy. I choose to be glad in it. Choose joy. got to get the Holy Communion. So I'm going to downshift and I'm going to start to make my way home as I hurry to a close. We see, we see, we see the Apostle Paul despite his current situation choose joy. You and I are commanded to choose joy in our daily trials. But I got one more person that I got to tell you about that chose joy. I got one more person that I got to tell you that chose joy. The Hebrew writer put it this way. The Hebrew writer said, who for the joy that was set before him, that he endured the cross despite the shame. I stopped by to tell somebody that Jesus chose joy. Listen, the joy that Jesus chose is different than our joy. But theologically, Jesus chose joy. In other words, on this communion Sunday, you don't mind if I take you to the cross because that's where the body and the blood is. In other words, the cross was there for Jesus. Text says that the joy that was set before him. In other words, what Jesus was able to do was look down the corridors of time and be able to see what would happen after Calvary. See, he was able to see that he would be able to redeem us, restore us, give us reconciliation with the Father. That's the joy. Listen, let me give it to you another way. You don't know, like I know, what he's done for me. Because I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. Yes! 
Yes. In other words, I just need to look at the communion table and I can see the joy of my salvation. Just looking at the table gives me a sense of joy. Yeah. Looking at the blood, I get joy. Yes, yes. Let me wind down for you. I love how God works. God will never allow a preacher to preach something that he hasn't lived through. Can I tell you? I'm going to just, just briefly. I had one of them weeks. One of them weeks. Watch this. I work at a Christian organization. But I could have swore they hired some devils. Yeah. Trying to steal my joy. Day in and day out. I had to make a conscious decision to choose joy. Yes. Lastly, I thank you for your prayers. I don't know if you know, but I'm back in school. That's because of y'all. Tomorrow's my last day. But today, I got to submit a 20-page paper. I'm about done. Tomorrow, I got to submit a 12-page paper. Through these whole 15 weeks, I'm trying to tell you, I had to choose joy. Yeah. Yeah. I had to choose joy. I'm trying to tell you. This Advent season and today being a day of joy is just a reminder to each and every one of us that every day We've got to choose joy. Yes, we do. And as I get ready to take my seat, I want to leave you with a question. What will you choose today? What will you choose today? Will you choose to complain? Or will you choose to exercise the power inside of us? The joy that we have. The joy of our salvation. The joy of Jesus. And what Jesus has already done. This is the Advent season. A season when we look for our soon coming King. And we have the joy. Yes we do. As we stand on our feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For today, we're going to choose joy. And we're going to choose to rejoice. Because it is our commandment. Today, we open the doors of the church. And really, we open the doorway to heaven when you really think about it. Because there may be one among us that does not know Jesus 
as you should know Jesus or accepted Jesus as your Savior. Now, there's a requirement that for you to choose joy, you've got to first choose the Savior. Amen. Amen. Now, you woke up this morning. God touched you in such a way to cause you to come to the Church of the Redeemer. And the spirit of the living God is pulling and tugging on your heart. Is there one among us that in need of a savior? One that wants to have this joy that we talked about all morning long. That joy of Jesus. That in the midst of your circumstances, you can still have joy. Is there one among us? Will you come? I get joy when I think about what is not for me. I get joy when I think about what is not for me. I get joy when I think about what is not for me. I get joy when I think about what is not for me. second call this morning you may be in a backslidden condition meaning you're out of the fellowship and you're out of the ark of safety you may have lost your joy in the process we want to give you that opportunity for restoration and reconnection to restore your joy is there one that wants to be reconnected we're not going to look at you funny we're going to pray for you and celebrate God for you is there one that needs to come to be reinstated Come down. sanctified on your way to heaven but there's one thing that's missing you do not have a church home you are what we call a homeless Christian we offer you today that the Bible says to rejoice with those who rejoice mourn with those who mourn come and rejoice with us is there one looking for a church home
How many got joy today? How many received the word to choose joy? No matter where you go, whatever you do, choose joy. Choose joy. That's what he's done. That's what he's done. That's what he's done. That's what he's done. Anybody need to be served? The deacons are serving. The deacons are serving. The deacons are serving. It's communion time, saints. It's communion time. It's communion time. If you're at home, not in the room, if you're at home, you go find you some grape juice in your fridge. I'll get you a slice of bread and rip it up. Every member is a minister. Hear me when I say it. Every member is a minister. You don't need nobody special in your house to help you remember the sacrifice of Jesus. Go and find you some grape juice. If you need water, go find you some water, whatever it is. But remember the sacrifice of God. He's faithful. Has everyone been served? Corinthians 11 verse 23 says for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me and look at this this is the body of the Lord broken for you don't go too fast and do something out of my, my routine, and you forget to remember the Lord. This is the body of the Lord, broken for you. Let's break it and eat together. Thank you for your body, God. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this often as, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We thank you, Lord, for your blood. And we, are, uh, we appropriate your blood sacrifice to every situation we're going through. Let's drink together. The Bible says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Why? Until he comes 
Again, how many are waiting for the return yes. of our Savior? And when they had done these things, they went out singing a hymn and rejoicing. Who's going to choose rejoicing this week? Yeah. Who's going to yeah. choose joy yeah. in spite of and because of yeah. your circumstances? Hallelujah. Let's go in peace. <laughs>